Well, good afternoon, my friends. It's actually morning. It's just I always say good morning. Even when it's afternoon, it's a weird affect. But uh, today I just want to talk about the state of education today and wow, how absolutely horrible it is. So I'm looking for a place to just talk about this stuff with like-minded individuals as it is. I've only found a couple on the internet that really want to have these discussions. Even yesterday, the one individual who was very well-versed in Nietzsche got a lot of their understanding from Deleuze. So, yeah, not perfect. Not perfect. That's why I recommend, you know, different uh, authors. The Solomon, Husband and Wife, H.L. Uh, Mencken, uh, R.J. Hollingdale, uh, Kaufman, right? Those are good sources for Nietzsche's philosophy. But uh, so what it was is I just joined... Uh, a group that was talking surprisingly about uh, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and uh, right whether uh, sin could be forgiven. These are atheists, mind you. Whether sin could be convi- uh, forgiven if uh, they were convinced. And what was funny is they didn't even bother reading the Bible. Somebody who was in there did. But even then, they ignored uh, the most important part, uh, what the snake actually said to Eve. And essentially it was the idea that she would become as God, right? She would not understand more, but more have greater power or influence, uh, right? This, and I tried to explain the, the, uh, you know, the phenomenology itself that's present, um, right? I mentioned the imitation of Christ, Thomas Kempis. I mentioned uh, Jung, and uh, how important he felt, uh, you know, the archetype was. Christ archetype. But here's what just blows my mind. So right away they're asking, well, what, well, like, are you a Christian? And I said, well, no, I'm not, because I don't believe that Christ is a God. So technically I'm not a Christian. <clears throat> and so they said, well, what hat do you have on now? And, so I just explained I was talking Christian theology. And so I tried to go into what Hannah Arndt or um, Karen Armstrong have talked about. Karen Armstrong is a, probably a great example. Um, she explains that the Bible is meant to be interpreted in multiple levels, right? Um, and, and not the least of which is allegorically. So we tried to talk about the allegorical meaning of uh, this portion in Genesis. What is it? Uh, chapter 8 in Genesis. Um, and of course, I mentioned Paradise Lost and, and Blake having an influence on our understanding of the Garden of Eden. But uh, I, I just tried to explain how it could be read allegorically, how it's meant. Uh, I mentioned Martin Buber, uh, his book, I and Thou. I meant the Upanishads, uh, the Isha Upanishad, line six, right? To see the self in others and to see the other in oneself is the secret uh, to this life. But it seems that I, I, I dropped too many names because I got cut off when I mentioned Karen Armstrong. And again, I'm answering the allegorical, why and how, uh, uh, the allegorical interpretation of the Bible. So I was giving the answer because Karen Armstrong is one of my favorite uh, proponents of this idea of studying the Bible allegorically, right? Uh, Hannah Arndt as well, but she gets really into the weeds. And I was going to go in and explain the reason why I like Karen Armstrong as an example is because she became a nun before the major change 
in the Catholic uh, Church in 62, I believe. So she became a nun before that. She, she was an old school nun, trained and lived. And then she left after. Uh, so she went in when the world was, you know, 50s. And the church was, you know, uh, 50s and before. And she came out with a reformed church in a reformed world, right? Imagine coming out of a cloister, uh, you know, coming out of the, the convent, um, having been a little bit shocked by the changes that were beginning in the church and what uh, you'd heard might change, but even more so to see what the world, how the world had changed. And I mentioned this last night to my wife. Uh, they just did a study, and it's shocking. It really is. This is why I've begun studying religion, because I saw this, this trend happening. So as people uh, begin, well, first, let's just mention what the study was. The study was about um, therapy, right? I know this doesn't seem related, but it's 100% related. It's going to blow your mind when we circle back around. And I'll keep it within 10 minutes, I promise. And that includes the current five minutes, right? So as the story goes, all right. So as the story goes, they did a study of the, the net benefit of therapy on mental health over the last, geez, it was a long period of time. Don't quote me on exactly how long, but it's a very long, decades of time. And what's surprising is therapy technically looks like a net negative historically, right? Because over the last 30, 40, and I'd even go back to the dawn of, of uh, psychotherapy. I mean, so the last hundred years, even say, easily the last hundred years, but let's say the last hundred years, the mental health has only gotten worse. And arguably, people are so shocked of what they're going through today. Imagine, I just read a book about Robert Graves, the, the war poet, what people went through in the First World War. And remember, by 1916-17, there were men going to war and dying, knowing that it was uh, just a waste of, of life and, and a lost cause and, and just a, a bungling by the military themselves. But these people still, they had to persevere, right? So imagine today, people's mental health is far worse than it was during uh, the Blitz in London or uh, even on the Western Front in 1917 or even in a, a neurosthenic uh, sanatorium in, uh, in Scotland, right? Their mental health was uh, light years uh, better than ours is today. So the study... Uh, thinks that therapy has been a net negative overall. Our mental health has only gotten worse as more and more therapy becomes available, as we understand psychology and therapy better. But do you know what is the inverse to this rise in negative mental health? It's the drop in religion. But don't get me wrong on this. It's the drop in commitment, confidence, and devotion. Right? Because as Nietzsche said, right, the problem isn't Christ or our, our religions. It's the fact that we don't follow the tenets we say we are following, which is worse than not following them. Making a promise and breaking it is worse than not making the promise. Even worse when you apologize and do it again. So 
what I was trying to get at was explain how even Karen Armstrong, who was actually left the church but didn't leave God. I've said this before about Brene Brown. She gives that answer as well. She may have left the church, but she hasn't left God. But it's meaning. To me, God can be defined as our sense of meaning or our sense of hope in uncertainty. So what is missing? Why mental health has gotten so much worse is because we don't uh, put the time or the effort into understand things. And what do I mean by that? Is when I mentioned Nietzsche and Jung, uh, this uh, atheist room mod got all upset because uh, they claimed that Nietzsche and Jung are neither of whom were Christians. Well, that's shocking to me because I had already explained how sad it is that I technically uh, could never be a Christian only because I don't believe in the deification of Christ. But imagine them saying that Jung and Nietzsche are not Christians. I'll give them that Nietzsche might look like a, a non-Christian, uh, but he definitely was. He really did think Christ was awesome. And Jung, if you think Jung wasn't a Christian, well, then you just don't understand, right? So in the end, when we were just trying to explain that it's no different than the imitation of Christ or Jung's Red Book or Nietzsche's uh, Thus Spake Zarathustra, that the snake in the Garden of Eden had just successfully convinced Eve that she was special, right? That her, her identity could be that of a god, right? As Nietzsche said, we would all be gods if not for our baser natures, right? Like our self-doubt, right? Self-limiting beliefs. And here, the only failure was Eve believing the lies of the snake that she could be a god. 